Welcome to Long Shots. This is the story of two brothers from the Midwest with nothing to lose, who created a tech empire and all the valuable lessons we learned along the way. Episode 10, Gold Coins, Bill Murray, and a Genius Hillbilly. September 28, 2018, the Chive headquarters in Austin, Texas. Since the Chai first opened its doors 10 years prior, we had a policy. Well, it was more of a tradition, really, that makes the Chive so unique. Every Friday at 4 p.m., we open the doors of the Chive to first responders, veterans, or any active duty military to belly up at the famous Copper Bar. You can stay as long as you want, there's no bill, and you can even try your luck on the Chive's slide. So the Chive headquarters has a mahogany slide from the second floor to the first that was built on the maximum legal grade. It sprained more ankles over the years than the New York Jets offensive line. Friday happy hours are our way of giving back to those who fight for our freedom. It also separates us from other tech companies. For example, if you walk into the lobby of Twitter or Facebook looking to have a cold beer with the boss, you probably get tasered. Meanwhile, you can find Leo and I behind the copper bar every Friday serving those who serve us. It had been a month since Aunt Becky's perp walk and the college admissions grenade that had been lobbed into our life. The shrapnel from that blast was on the verge of crippling both the chive and atmosphere forever. After our funding fell through, the bills continued to pile up. Atmosphere cost almost $400,000 a month just to keep it afloat, and it was hoovering up every dime of profitability from the Chive, like Mega Maid from the movie Spaceballs. Commence operation Vacu-suck. We had exactly 30 days to find $2.1 million or... Oh, well, we're too late. What a shame. I'll just throw in reverse. We'll get out of here. Barf! No, bad. We really needed something, anything to break our way. Over the years, visitors to the Chive had started their own tradition. The Chivers from all over America started bringing in their military patches and challenge coins to put on display at the Copper Bar. For the uninitiated, a challenge coin is a small coin or medallion bearing an organization's insignia or emblem carried by the members to prove membership. We would display their coins behind the bar. It gave it character. Still does. To reciprocate, we had created a bunch of copper Bill Murray challenge coins to hand out to everybody who brought in their challenge coin. It was a souvenir you could only get at the copper bar and proof that you'd made it to the HQ. That particular Friday, a group from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers were drinking Guinness on tap at the copper bar, and they'd brought in their challenge coins. And of course, I handed them back our Murray coins and thanked them all for their service. Second Lieutenant Benjamin Griffith was studying the coin. It had Bill's head in profile in this regal presidential pose with the words, In Bill We Trust, next to his noggin. Ben flipped the coin and casually observed in a thick southern accent, 
You know you can turn this here copper coin into gold, right? I laughed. If I could turn that hunk of copper into gold, I wouldn't be hanging out with you lot. I'd be on an island full of models and roller coasters and stuff. Okay, you can't turn the copper into gold as such, but you can give the copper coin a gold plating real easy. You just get yourself a gold bar and smelt it down. So, gold is a pure metal, it's non-reactive, so the impurities rise to the surface, and you can sweep them away. Like using a knife to scrape the foam off the top of a Guinness. The gold will bond with any conductive surface, such as copper. So you just dip the Bill Murray coin into the smelt, and you pull out a shiny gold-plated coin. Ben, how do you know this? The Babylonians have been doing it since about 6000 BC. It's a sophisticated process, but the fundamentals have remained largely the same. You're very strange, Benjamin, but I'll play along. Can we do this here? I asked naively. Sure. All you'd need is a furnace capable of 1,943 degrees Fahrenheit, extremely high pressure, and balls the size of the Sydney Opera House. Assuming I did have balls the size of an opera house. How much does something like this cost to dip the coin in gold and plate it? About a dollar per coin. What? That's all? Maybe less. Look, if you're serious, I got a cousin in Wilmington I can put you in touch with. He does it for a living. Company's called ProTag. We always joke that everything Gordon touches turns to gold. He's got a hillbilly Midas touch. I was behind the bar and I looked down. We had a huge Tupperware bin full of Bill Murray coins. There must have been 3,000 copper Bill Murray coins. It was so heavy you'd need a forklift to pick it up. Maybe we could dip these challenge coins in gold and and make a gold-plated coin. I had the beginnings of an idea. What if we created an ads-free subscription model for the Chive? You could sign up for $6 a month or $49 a year. But it came with a bonus. If you signed up, we could mail you a gold-plated Bill Murray coin that, if you presented to the front desk, would give you access to the Chive headquarters every Friday for life. It would expand the pool of our little Friday social club to include more of our community. Any civilian with a gold-plated Bill Murray coin would now get entrance to the HQ. It's like a Willy Wonka golden ticket, only a coin. And instead of candy, it was beer. Cause I've got a golden ticket. Two days later, we loaded all the copper coins on a truck. Destination? Wilmington, North Carolina. There was one little problem. Any new product offering with Bill on it had to be personally approved by Bill Murray himself. Bill didn't know about the copper coins because they were just giveaways. We'd never publicly put them on sale. As luck would have it, Bill was set to be in Austin in two weeks to film a commercial for William Murray Golf. I would have to get Bill's full undivided attention for about five minutes, and in that time, get him to approve the Bill Murray coins for mass production and distribution. 
That was going to be especially difficult given Bill's favorite word, which is... Not a chance. But this was the only way we were going to climb out of the hole that we dug for ourselves. The newly minted gold coins returned to the office one day before Bill's scheduled arrival. Dipping the dull copper coins in gold had a transformative effect. The thin layer of gold was shiny and polished. If you didn't know any better, you'd think you were holding a solid gold coin in your hand. I'd come up with a game plan for Bill. At the end of the commercial shoot, we knew Bill would be signing a bunch of memorabilia for charity. The Caddyshack posters and headshots would be placed on a fold-out table, ready for Bill to autograph when he wrapped the commercial. My working theory was that instead of directly pitching Bill my gold coin idea like a crazy traveling salesperson, I'd take the opposite approach and let the coins sell themselves. So I had piles of about 20 of the gold coins stacked in all four corners of the signing table. Bill would surely notice the piles of gold coins with his face on them, and I'd be there to answer any questions he might have. The table was set, literally, and the second AD told me they were on the last shot of the day. We were filming in a shipping and fulfillment factory for William Murray Golf in East Austin. When the commercial wrapped, Bill hilariously gathered all 50 of the factory workers around him. He thanked them. He said he knew today wasn't easy with all the movie cameras everywhere, and he gave them all the rest of the day off. Everyone cracked up. I mean, it was pretty funny. So I knew at the very least Bill was in a good mood. Bill approached the autograph table and got to work signing. Look at the coins, Bill. Look at the coins. I watched Bill put his Sharpie down for a moment and slowly reach over to pick up one of the gold coins from the pile. He regarded it briefly and just threw it right back in the pile and continued signing. But then he stopped again. And this time he picked up a few of the coins and he started weighing them quizzically in his hand. Then Bill turned around and slowly sauntered over to me. These are silly. Uh, but you didn't say stupid. These aren't legal tender, right? Bill, they totally are, but you can only exchange them at designated grocery stores for Red Baron pizzas. Bill exhaled loudly. That was his way of telling me I wasn't funny, and he returned to his table. Bill was set to depart directly from the warehouse to the Austin airport to catch a flight back to his home in Charleston. His suitcase was right beside the table, ready to roll. I could see Bill's wheels spinning, but then again, Bill's wheels are always spinning. I had no idea what he was thinking. He finished signing the mugs and flags and posters and finally turned around and made eye contact. But he didn't approach me. I was about 10 feet away and frozen. I remember in the 10 years that I'd known Bill... I don't think I ever looked more desperate. Instead of motioning me over, Bill turned to his suitcase. My heart sank. Then Bill pulled up the telescoping handle, but instead of walking away, he flipped the suitcase on its back and unzipped it. Then, in a dramatic gesture, he put his right arm 
behind a pile of gold coins and plowed all the coins into his luggage. Zipped it up, looked at me, and nodded his head. You never really get a verbal yes from Bill. A nod in the affirmative is the best you can really ever hope for. I'd call that a big yes. But with that nod, we were a go. And we had no time to waste. Just a few days later, we went live with the subscription campaign. Sign up for Chive Ads Free and we will mail you a gold-plated Bill Murray coin, which grants you eternal access to the Chive headquarters. It had cost us a little under $3,000 to dip the copper coins in gold. We sold $2.4 million in subscriptions in 24 hours. At the last hour of the last day, we had saved both companies. But it wasn't really us, was it? It was our Chive community, Bill Murray, and a genius hillbilly from Wilmington, North Carolina. They had saved the Chive at Atmosphere. Our Atmosphere dream somehow remained in orbit. Never, ever give up. Never quit. Sometimes success requires you to examine every last tool you have in your toolbox. And sometimes the tool you choose just needs to be dipped in gold. Last year, I finally got a chance to ask Bill why he agreed to the whole harebrained idea in the first place. Bill started laughing and told me that honestly, he was going to say no until he saw the look on my face. He described the look on my face as one of a guy who had fallen in a hole. What kind of look is that? I asked Bill. He said, it's not really a look, it's a story. Bill told me about a guy walking down a street who fell in a hole. The hole was so deep and the walls too steep for him to climb out. A priest walks by and the man shouts up to him, Hey, Father, Father, I'm stuck down here in a hole. Can you help me out? The priest writes a prayer on a piece of paper and throws it down into the hole. Then a doctor passes by and the guy says, Hey, Doc, can you help me out? The doctor writes a prescription on a piece of paper and throws it in the hole and moves on. Then his friend walks by and he shouts up, Joe, Joe, I'm stuck down here in this hole. Can you help me out? And his friend jumps down into the hole. The guy says, Joe, what are you, stupid? Now we're both stuck down here at the bottom of this hole. The man turns to his friend and smiles and says, Yeah, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. Bill Murray saw the look on my face and he recognized it from some part of his own past. And he said yes. And for the second time, Bill Murray had saved the jive. Epilogue. About six months ago, I went to the Austin Bergstrom airport and I was going through security. After I passed through the metal detector, one of the TSA agents flagged me down. I was like, great, what now? He looked at me and said, are you the chive guy? Yep, I'm the chive guy. I got a Bill Murray story for you. A few years ago, he was going through security and his bag, you know, sounded all of the alarms. So I said, hey, Mr. Murray, if you don't mind, I gotta check your bag. He said he didn't mind at all. 
when I opened his luggage, there were a ton of gold coins with Bill Murray's face on them. I just looked up and he smiled. I got a Bill Murray story. I know that you know Bill, uh, so I thought that you you would think that that story is, is pretty funny. I looked at him and said, funnier than you'll ever know. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and give us a five-star rating. Go to thechive.com forward slash long shots to subscribe to our newsletter and see photos of all the events I talked about in the podcast today. Long Shots is hosted, executive produced, and written by me, John Rezig, for Chive Media Group. Audio editing and sound design by Stephen Wilson. Tune in next week for the series finale of Long Shots. Hey all, if you listen to the end, we thought we'd do something different for our listeners today. If you go to thechivery.com right now, We've made about 50 of the original gold-plated Bill Murray coins available for purchase. They've been in our vault for a long time, and we actually found them. And you can score a piece of history today for 20 bucks. But don't forget to use my personal discount code, which is, of course, this should be free. So head to thechivery.com right now and get the gold.